Hi, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club. I'm Joe, and this is Hannah, and we're bringing you new episodes every Monday. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the First Quarter Club podcast. I am joined with Hannah, as always, and today we have a very special guest in Laura. Laura has a platform called Young Entrepreneurs of England. So this is an amazing platform that's been created for young dreamers, um, and it's the home of entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses. She's the perfect person to get on, and we thought it might inspire the entrepreneur in you guys. So, Laura, thank you so much for coming on. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so uh, as, as we were discussing it in England right now, I don't know where, in, where anywhere else in the world is listening to it. It is absolutely baking out here. So yeah. apologies if I muddle up my words or sound a bit drained <laughs> because the sun has completely taken it out of me today. So um, bear with. <laughs> yeah, we've had a bit of a heat wave in, in the UK, which makes a nice change from the terrible weather we've had the past couple of months. I know, I know. Like last, last week I was wearing a coat and that now I'm just shorts and t-shirts it's amazing i know it's absolutely mad no well brilliant um so laura i think we'll just kick it off from your sort of early career and your early profession if that's okay so take us through the sort of timelines that you experienced a bit of background about yourself yeah so i am originally from south africa um and i went once i finished high school i really didn't have a clear picture of what i wanted to do um I knew I wanted to get into something creative, but again, really had no idea. So I took what everybody else would do and I went to college <laughs> and mm. I studied. Um, I studied creative brand communications and I specialized in multimedia. Um, it was a great course. Um, it was three years and, you know, it, it did teach me a, a lot. But I still, after I studied, I honestly had no idea um, what I wanted to do. Um, so I... I started my own business on the side, but I just went into a normal working environment in marketing um, and just started building up from there. And I actually started something similar to what I'm doing now with Young Entrepreneurs of England, um, where I had a store for local designers, so local designers in South Africa. Um, But when I started that store, I realized that I didn't know enough about business um, and I didn't know how to sort of manage a store plus a business plus you know cash flow and profit and all of that and it it didn't survive very long but it it was a great experience um, and it taught me some valuable lessons quite early on Um, but it sort of scared me to get back into owning my own business Um, so I stayed in the corporate working world and I thought nope I'm going to work my way up I'm going to be this marketing manager or you know a CEO of somebody else's company um, and then I moved over to the UK with my husband and two cats um, in 2017. Um, and I went into the working, you know, the working environment again. Um, but I, I, before I left South Africa um, and sort of just as we got here, I started to realize that I wasn't happy. Um, uh, but, you know, you don't really realize those red flags in the beginning. You just see them as normal because they sort of are made to be normal. So, you know, feeling you know, uh, unmotivated to go to work or um, fatigued in the afternoons. They're sort of red flags that are telling you, you you're sort of not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, we all have a passion for something. Um, and when your body soon realizes you're not doing what you're passionate about, it starts to sort of sh- show you red flags that you're not in the right place kind of thing. Um, and I went into a very corporate environment in 2018 um, 
and I absolutely hated it. Um, I sort of felt like I had hit rock bottom mentally. Um, it was just, I, I didn't understand this massive corporate environment. And I realized then that something else needs to be done. Um, and I need to do something else because if I carry on like this and if I carry on working towards, I, I'm not even sure what, I'm, I'm not going to get to it because it's it's just unattainable. I, I really have no idea what I'm doing. So I quit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I actually, I, I've always loved animals, always had a huge passion for them. I actually opened up my own pet service business. Um, I got onto a couple of pet service apps um, and just started from there. And then I actually studied further um, animal psychology and canine communication. So I currently have my own pet service business that I run, but um, I don't even know why I opened it. It was just sort of on a whim. I knew it was something I loved <laughs> and was passionate about. And because I was in such a bad place um, in 2018, I knew I needed to follow what I was passionate about. And that was it. And it's it's great. It, it serves me so well. And um, it's, it's a true representation of me as a person and my love for animals and nature and being outdoors. Um, but what I also knew um, while I was working and growing this business is one, young people aren't taken seriously. It just, you know, that's, that's quite well known. Um, and I think a lot of the time, there's so much pressure on junior roles to not be perfect, but to sort of know a lot and to get at re things really quickly. I'm not someone who just catches onto something. I need to be shown. I need to test it out. And there are a lot of people out there that, that do need that. And it's, it's totally normal and it's totally okay. But when you're in a, a corporate working environment where it's like, go, 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 they don't have time to sort of take it slow and, and you know, explain things the way it, it probably should be done or, or innovate it to a way that young people could probably understand a, a bit quicker. Um, and, yeah, when I started my pet service business, um, I didn't quite know where to go to to grow my network or meet people who, who could sort of understand what I was going through. Um, of course, there's places like LinkedIn and, and other great places but I can't really go on uh, LinkedIn and be like hey I'm looking to you know find a dog walking client or a, you know train a dog yeah can someone mm -hmm. on the other side of the world help me um and maybe I could have but I wanted to create something more local um a bit more engaging and a place where people felt like they could go to where you know they were taken seriously but also to say to them it's okay to go slow and and to fully understand your your process and your time and to pursue your your passions and and your dreams um and yeah so it came young entrepreneurs of england came out of quite a personal place um but it's grown to a place where i'm now incredibly passionate and i have i get goosebumps every time i think of our generation and the younger generations and the younger generations to come that there is so much hope there and there is so much potential for change um, and for goodness. But, you know, I feel if we as a whole and as a community aren't empowering young people to take that first step and to, to tell them it's okay if you mess up, it's okay, you know, if things don't work out, then we're sort of wasting our time. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I completely agree with you. Say, I feel like sometimes the pressures that are put on young people is one is that other people don't 
because they didn't take the risks. They don't want to see younger people take the risks because they didn't never did it. And then also you get on the flip side, it's just like, well, as you said, you know, why are these people not up to speed? You know, they've just yeah. left school, you know, they're 18, you know, you've been working here for a couple of months. Why don't you know everything? And it's like, well, hang on a minute. There's people that work in organisations that work there for 20 years and still get things wrong. So, yeah, no, I, I do completely sympathise and agree with sort of uh, the problems that, that people have. Yeah, I feel a lot of, you know, um, it's sometimes a lot of pressure falls onto junior roles in the sense that if something is messed up, it tends to be sometimes pushed onto the junior role to sort it out. And a, a lot of the times they're not as equipped to, to do that. And therefore they, they get anxiety, they get, um, you know, overthinking thoughts, they get things put in their head that are not meant to be there and that they aren't truthful. Um, mm. So, you know, sometimes, of course, there's some incredible companies out there that do take the time and do do the right things, but there are still a lot of companies that don't. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of young people get stuck at a bit of a ceiling as well because they're applying for roles and the role requirements saying, look, you've got to have X, Y, Z skill. But how are you supposed to get that skill unless you, you know, physically work on a job somewhere? And I find I'm, I work in a corporate environment right now and I find that a lot of people struggle because they've not got the experience. But once again, they can't get the experience because they're not being able to get the job they want. Um, so, yeah, it, it kind of traps them. Um, but yeah. I completely agree like, to what you were saying in terms of, you know, corporate environment. It's a different generation as well. Um, the younger people that are coming in now, quite tech savvy, you know, they might want to learn new things or use different skills that they've learned. Um, so it's adapting to different generations as well, I think. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And I mean, you know, I, I, like I said, I think there is so much potential and so much hope in the younger generation and for, for what's to come. And purely for the fact is young people are super innovative and they are so great at thinking of new ideas to solve old issues. And I think that's so important in keeping the world running and keeping it sustainable for the future and for our, the, you know, the future to come. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm pumped about, <laughs> the, you know, our near 30 people and, and all that's to come kind of thing. No, that's, that's fantastic. And I think a, a part of your journey as well, like what you've just mentioned in terms of moving career completely, that's a huge step to take. So, and it must have been quite the comparison moving from, you know, a corporate environment to looking after cats and dogs. But um, so what, what, was, what sort of advice or tips would you give to someone that's thinking perhaps, OK, look, this is really not right for me. I want to follow my passion and do something I really enjoy, but I'm too scared of what my friends, family, my co-workers will think of me. What kind of advice would you give there? Yeah, I mean, I, I have suffered from comparison issues, if you could say, um, my whole life. And I always felt like, oh, my gosh, what if I do this, is somebody going to think that? And those those thoughts are, are really detrimental to taking that next step in your life. And it's so much easier said than done to just say, just forget about it. Don't worry about it. It, it has to be a work in progress. So um, for me, it's sort of doing baby steps. So, okay, I'm going to really bad example, but cut my hair short and I'm going to work on not letting, you know, the, the opinions of other people get to me on that. Um, it's, yeah I mean comparison and all those things that come from the world and I guess social media as well social media is probably one of the worst 
things forward as we're scrolling through and we just compare ourselves to each image that we see. But little do we know that behind each image is usually a strategic thought um, and an, an actual process goes behind creating an image. And, you know, when then when we see that image, we think it's just a final project and, uh, you know, the product, final product. Mm-hmm. And we just see that we don't realize that it's taken a whole sometimes army of people to get that one image. And when we can't compare or, or compete with that and we don't feel we um, sort of uh, level level with that, we feel an emptiness inside of us. And, you know, social media is great and it has some wonderful benefits, but it can, it, it, you can get so deep in it. And sometimes it's so great to take a step back and take a breather. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one thing I mean, we, we spoke about the the generational thing as well. I think as well we, that's that's massive because I, I just don't think that the you know like my parents for example, um, you know, there's lots of older people and even you know uh, generations that are sort of like forty, thirty five, they might not really understand this. You know, the, the pressures that the social media brings. You know, you might be going through pressures at work, which is different, and then come home and you have the pressures of the social media. You know, it's just. I think sometimes it's a very blase statement for a lot of older people to say, well, I'll just turn it off. Because it's yeah. not just as simple as that, you know, just because you see it on your phone and that manifests into real life, you know, you could be walking down the street, you see someone your age in a flashy car and you'd be thinking, well, why is that not me? Why? You know, and it is. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people say, you know, younger people need to be taught about the dangers of social media and that as well. But I also think a lot of older people do as well. I think there is a massive sort of gap that is I can see sort of creating between sort of my age group and you know sort of the millennials let's say and then sort of the the generation that are a little bit older I think that there's just two completely different times and and just seems like we're clashing yeah definitely um like yes social media like I say a lot of people are building their businesses on social media it's just the way it's done now your store your, your business is virtual um, yeah. And if it, if it isn't, you're more than likely not going to survive much longer if it's still going. You need to be online. It's just how it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time I, I had to take a I took a social media break this uh, past long weekend because I felt like it was getting too overwhelming and there was too much happening. Um, and, you know, we're only human at the end of the day that the at the the, the sort of technology is going to be there when we come back and from our break. So sometimes taking a couple of days off to just regroup and get your sort of thoughts back um, and just re, you know, re-anchor yourself is, is great. And it's, it's really good for young people to do that, to just notice when things are getting overwhelming, especially on social media and to just take a, a break from it and, and, try your best you know we're all guilty of just sort of opening it up just to scroll mm-hmm. um and you know that's a challenge that we have to challenge ourselves to do and to try and overcome and I think even if you do it for 24 hours it it, it honestly is like a a juice cleanse for your body <laughs> yeah no, I, th- I think that's really good advice and I think that leads quite nicely into the the well-being piece that we we've sort of touched on previously in, in our episodes and I don't know, but I feel like at the moment there's a lot of younger people that are going into an office or going into a very corporate environment and they just don't like what they're doing. And I've seen not only within my friendship group, but a wider 
you know sort of my age they're just fed up with work and it might be you know, I think that the pandemic and being in lockdown has amplified some of these feelings and emotions but a lot of people instead of you know really committing to something they enjoy within the workspace they just think do you know what this isn't for me and I want to quit but not even in the right way I think organizations or, or small startups should be encouraging the younger people to to work in a way to really help and provide new solutions and use their skills and you know that with this we're smart people and there's yes. smart people around yeah. rather than just completely shunning like shunning them away and um i think that sort of some generations are a bit wary to change they don't they like they're very set in their ways and they don't want to adapt um which kind of i think pushes the younger generation away and i've definitely seen in my uh world of work the you know younger people are just thinking this isn't for me I just don't like the nine to five anymore I want to start up my own business or do something for myself and it's just kind of pushing them away from from those uh, typical jobs yeah definitely and I you I think it's coming to light more so now than ever before is that people have different minds and we think differently um, and we learn differently and you know we talk to people differently and it's just how we are but prior to it coming to light I think society put pressure on people to be one way and one way only like for instance in in school in the schooling environment I sucked at taking tests but Mm -hmm. I was really great at doing projects where I was free to express myself in a different way than just a standard test Um, and those tests didn't reflect my worth but they did in a way because it, it made me feel like it you know it reflected how clever I was, how successful I was going to be, um, how likable I was, but it's just not like that. Um, And I think more companies are realizing that people's minds are different and Mm -hmm. the way, you know, we engage and and teach and how people grow in, um, in sort of jobs for a company. So working within a company is, is changing. Um, and hopefully more companies catch on to sort of flexible working hours, um, you know, working from home, um, mm-hmm. making mistakes and, and telling that person, you know, don't worry about it. Let's either work it out together or let's, you know, what do you think you've done wrong? And I want to hear your solution to this problem. Um, whereas before, it's usually like, no, you've done wrong. On to the next mm-hmm. one. You're in your probation period. Sorry, kind of thing. So true. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I say, there's, if we aren't empowering young people to make those changes, they aren't going to happen. And, you know, we're only at sort of the, the, the real bottom of this massive mountain that we, we are climbing. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm so passionate and why I'm doing what I'm doing is because there is so much room for, for change. So, so just going on, on to what you're doing then. So, so obviously you, you made this massive decision. You said, look, I'm going to go and try my hand at this. Where did you start and how did you sort of, Sort of gain the 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 knowledge, or because you said you know talk about been on sort of your website and you built this yeah. fantastic platform. Your link um, is in your Instagram bio, which we we'll sort of shout at the end. But how did you go about just doing all of these things? Yeah, so I'm blessed to come from an entrepreneurial family. My mom um, has owned her own business pretty much her whole life. Um, she was she hated the working environment as well as well as my dad. Um, he took a massive leap. Um, and started his own um, like car service business um, and it was a great success Um, and then I have a sister as well who she is 
insane. She's like my business coach. Um, she's amazing. And she's just, um, r- she's got a really great business mind. Um, and so when I was like, hey, I'm a ball of anxiety. I, I'm so confused. I feel like I'm going to cry every two seconds. Please help me. I was lucky enough to have um, close family around me that was like, right, you know, let's start thinking of ways to get you away from this environment and start your own business. Um, and I, like I said, it really was just on a whim that I, I quit and I started my own pet service business. But when you reach that breaking point of I'm either going to have a complete mental breakdown or I need to change um, and I can't go back into a working environment, it, you just make it work pretty much. Um, you pull at all sorts of strings. And like I said, I got on dog walking apps and they're great. They really are. I know some people have, but they, I got a client within like the first week and I've just been able to pick it up from there. And, and like I said, I studied further because I wanted to provide uh, more service um, and I now train and work with dogs. Um, so yeah, it's, I was lucky enough to have a support system and I, I completely understand that a lot of people don't. And that's also why the platform is here is to come together to say, look, we all come from different backgrounds, but we all have this similar um, goal or um, aspiration in mind. And if there's anything that I could say, and it's going to sound so cheesy, it's just do it. Um, you know, just go after what you want, because if you aren't, willing to make mistakes and you have to be willing to make mistakes you you aren't going to learn um so making mistakes is part of it taking risks are part of it and sort of i i always hate the word failing and i hate the word trying because they both seem like such like uh slow words you know and it's it's more that you're learning and and you're growing and you're innovating yourself it, it those two words for me are quite negative and when you're growing up and navigating this entrepreneurial journey, nothing about it is negative. It really isn't. You can only learn valuable life lessons from it. And the earlier on you start learning those lessons, the better it is for you. You're very lucky to have the support yeah. system of, of your sister. Um, but a lot of people don't actually have that, right? So would you suggest reaching out to either a mentor or how would you initiate that sort of network? If that makes yeah. sense definitely reach out to us at Young Entrepreneurs of England and we will be able to help and oh, perfect on. yeah put there you go on. yeah with in contact that's what like I said that's what I because I I understand and I've I have met some incredible people who have come from backgrounds you know of all sorts and that they, they've mm-hmm. done incredibly well for themselves like I get goosebumps when I talk about it but we all need a little help and I'm not saying to hire somebody and this expensive business coach because really do we startups have that kind of money to hire these business coaches we don't but if you're just looking for a little bit of support and some honest feedback like I had a chat with a guy a gentleman who I met at the beginning of the year um and we just got along really well and I don't have a net you know coming from South Africa my network is incredibly limited I have had to literally just be like, hey, can we chat? I would love to, you know, speak to you about what I'm doing, hear a bit more about what you're doing and see how we can connect and network. And I guess lockdown has pushed that more, um, uh, you know, going virtual and all of that stuff. So it's made it easier connecting with people from all over the country. Um, but I had this call with 
a gentleman who I met only at the beginning of the year um, for an idea for young entrepreneurs of England. And because I have had spent so much time in my thoughts about this idea, I hadn't noticed a couple of things. And he literally just gave me some great constructive, you know, feedback. And I was mm -hmm. able to take that away. And yeah, we, you know, we carry on and he's called me and been like, hey, Laura, I have this idea. Um, it would be great to just chat it through with you. And the only thing we're asking of each other really is time. And just literally 15, 20 minutes, just want to run through an idea with you. No problem. You know, let's get on a call kind of thing. And so, yeah, having uh, someone or just uh, a person there to connect with is great. And, you know, yes, friends and stuff like that are great. But sometimes friends don't, they don't see the bigger picture. They become like family and um, they they sometimes doubt what you're doing. So getting someone who's on a similar journey, like I said, from a startup or a small business um, who who's on, a, like I said, a similar journey to you to potentially, um, what I wouldn't even call it a mentorship or a coach or anything like that, but just to connect with and bounce ideas mm -hmm. off of um, from a non-biased perspective yeah. is, yeah. is helpful. Because it's independent as well. It's not like, you know, you feel like you might have that friend or a sister or someone to go and talk to, your parents even. But sometimes you, they, they just want the best for you. And sometimes that's not always the right, you know, advice or, or direction. Um, it's the same at work as well. We, all, we often are encouraged to find mentors or someone to speak to regarding, you know, any aspect of work. But sometimes you just don't feel comfortable or, you know, you just feel like you're putting in an hour of someone's time and it doesn't really add up to, to what you, your expectations are or you don't really get um, to discuss the real feelings and, you know, things that you want. So <laughs> it's great to have that uh, independent person that you can reach out to. Yeah, definitely. So you must uh, get like, a lot of um, sort of younger people uh, come, come across your doorstep, so to speak. Um, so what are some of the main challenges or some of the sort of repeating issues that you see um, for many startups um, and entrepreneurs, especially with COVID? You know, how's that sort of been? Yeah, so I would say one of the most or the biggest issue or topic that comes up is one, a lack of network, and two, um, not being taken seriously um, in the, the working environment. I've spoken to, I don't even know how many people where they're like, yep, I've been overlooked by nearly, you know, every single person. And I got that one client who was then able to help, you know, work with me and I've been able to grow from there. Um, and there, there are a few statistics. Um, we've done a couple of surveys and we continue to run those surveys throughout the year to make sure we are providing a service that is going to help young entrepreneurs succeed um, but the main two that stand out are definitely network um, and being taken seriously yeah I mean I, I think that every young person that's sort of or even anyone that's a little bit older that can can uh, can relate to that I mean there's been so many times where you think you know certain people have got certain positions just because of their age or seniority or whatever and you know as you say um, young people like, in certain cases they are innovative you know there might be a company that have been doing the same thing for 10 years and someone comes in with a couple of months and says no you know I think might stumble across something but that gets ignored but yeah it is a so it is a real sort of common problem and, and how do you what advice do you give to people to sort of try and fix that in a way because you're not gonna you know by giving some advice to some of these people they're not going to go back to their company and the company are going to completely overhaul the way they think. <laughs> but, but what advice would you sort of give to someone that, that feels like they're being a little bit marginalised or they don't really have the network? 
Yeah, so firstly, if if you don't feel, and again, it's so hard because going back to parents, family, you know, if, if we're being real, yeah. sometimes parents push ideas on you and what they want you to be. So you have to pretty much shake all that off and try and focus on what you as an individual wants. And whether that be tangibly writing something down or, um, you know, writing it on your computer or whatever it is, find out what you are passionate about and what you like to do. Um, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's so tricky to say, this is what you need to do and this is how you need to stop. But if you don't feel like you are valued or a valued member of a company, leave <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it's not it's probably, it's not worth it 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 really isn't if you feel potentially m- people might be you know pushing you down um you know give it some time work on it a little bit but if you feel after if a little bit of time and you've tried your best at it, it it's not worth it there is so much opportunity out there the world is a, a great big place um and there are people out there who will value you and who will understand your way of doing things and your way of thinking it's just it's not worth to stay there and then you you build yourself into this rut I mean I have met a couple of people who have gotten scared to leave their jobs because they are worried that they aren't able to find something else and it's it it, again it's like being potentially stuck in a bad relationship you don't you're fearful of leaving because of a thought you have Mm-hmm. Um, and you've just got to take that risk and take that leap. You know, it's again, it's so much easier said than done. But taking that leap is I- insane, and it's so freeing. And you know, I'm sure you can relate to that that sense of wow, I can't even believe I just did that, or um, you know, I, I I can't believe this happened, or whatever. You've just, and even if it doesn't work out, you at least gave it a go. You did what you wanted to do and you, you've learned something along the way and potentially can alter your approach to the next idea um, and, and carry on growing from there. Definitely. I mean, uh, that, uh, in recent sort of weeks and months, one thing that I've been trying to do is just sort of seek a little bit more discomfort. Now, I know there's probably people that know that from a popular YouTube channel and I've seen it a couple of times and I sort of agree. And, and the motto that I'm sort of taking at the moment as well is better to have gone and done something and looking back and saying "Mm, maybe that's not the best choice than just sort of wondering what would it have been like if I'd have done it you know I I would think I'd have had more regret of not taking a leap and just sort of regretting not doing that rather than being in a situation and going well I tried it didn't really work out now what have I got to do yeah definitely and and Laura it must be really interesting perspective on your part because not only do you get to see all of these young startup, young, you know, uh, business people that want to start up their businesses and share their ideas and really work on themselves. But you're also doing that for yourself. So it must be quite interesting to see both sides of it. So what sort of things are you involved with at the moment? And obviously you're growing your own business. What are your plans? Yeah, so the big goal is for young entrepreneurs of England to be the go-to place to find young talent that knows how to get the job done. That is our goal. We want people to come to Young Entrepreneurs and use the Young Entrepreneurs that we have on the platform, um, use their services because they know what they're doing and they deserve, you know, they deserve all the the business that they can get. Um, And yeah, I mean, you know, my small business um, 
it's it's teaching me as I go and I think it's a great it's great to have it on the side of what I'm doing because I'm able to relate Mm -hmm. to people a lot better I mean I've been stuck thinking how do I get my next clients you know what am I doing with my website where you know do I get on reels do I do TikTok (laughs) like what you know so all those thoughts of um what you know I don't think all of them but you know I'm able to relate a lot better so um, I think it's it's great to have, and like I said, it's I, I absolutely love working with animals, and I'm so grateful to have the the both of them. Um, and yeah, what what is the most outlandish business or startup you've come across? You know, has anyone said, "Look, I want to go and be the best"? I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. But is, is there anything you've come across that, that you've gone, "Oh, I'm not too sure about this. This might be really niche, but go on, give it a go." <laughs> no actually surprisingly I haven't but um it's not it, it's more so I, I was um helping a young a young uh, lady out the one time she she's been following me for for ages and she wanted to start her own business and she was going through a couple of ideas um and this has got nothing to do with an outlandish idea but more so potentially a tip or, or helpful advice for somebody um we were we were chatting and she wanted to start her own um lash business and selling false lashes which you know great there is a market for it but you know she was like right i'm gonna order this many um you know of this type and this many of that and i was like wait 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 hold on please don't do Do not waste your money you know let's let's start from the bottom and a lot of young people and young entrepreneurs and even you know it's not to be um you know only young people there's people my age and above um who don't know the 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 base and i I don't mean that in a a demeaning way but the basics of a business you know understand understanding what you know who you're supplying to what their problem is how you're fixing that problem um how you're going to market yourself to them and it doesn't have to be this massive plan and you know this great big thing that you have it just needs to be something basic that you can work off of because like her if she had bought even if it was a hundred pounds worth of lash stock and it didn't sell you know she would be sitting with that hundred pounds not able to do anything with it um so it's it is important before you start your business and bring start buying in stock or potentially buy into some some other idea make sure you know you, you have an idea of how you're going to market it that you have a customer base to market to um and you know potential ways to to get it out there and and test it in the market because you don't want to waste too much money I'm not saying that's not going to happen because it can very easily happen Mm. but Mm. yeah it is important knowing those first few steps in in starting a business yeah I think I think sometimes you think well if I buy that hundred pounds worth of lashes you know I'll make 200 pound quickly on it and then I'll buy another 200 pound and I'll make 400 pound and Something that I've learned recently, I think, with the with this with the podcast as well. You know, when we first when we first started out, it was right. We're going to get, we're going to do this. We're going to get that. We're going to get hundreds of thousands of listeners. Our account's going to be massive. And then <laughs> very slowly, you, you sort of go, oh, okay. Well, you know, it, it's not. You know, my, my expectations of a success aren't matching up, and it's not not a, a, a knock on the, the hard work that we're putting in I just think it's just that reality check and I think sometimes I, I, I certainly do you know and I think a lot of um, my friends do as well that we run before we can walk and yeah I think that's a very very good step um, to sort of learn you sort of need to learn that very quickly that ah, actually this is going to take some time 
Yeah, definitely. What comes quickly goes quickly too. And, you know, I'm not saying pretty much quick successes don't happen and they tend to be talked about way too much in the media. You know, people tend to shine a light. Oh, somebody made it massive in one year. Okay, great. I'm so happy for them, but it's not happening for me now. And now I feel worthless, but actually, Laura, hold on. You're on the right track. You're growing your business. You're learning things, uh, you know, for the first time you dealing with new people for the first time. And it takes time. And it, nine times out of 10, it's not going to be an overnight success. It's not going to happen quickly. You have to keep working at it and, and keep on being consistent in your idea, what you want to provide, you know, your, your core passion of what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I think cool. that's very true. Yeah, and I was just going to say just that to, to round this off, I don't want to take too much of your time, Laura, but one question I had. So a lot of our listeners, I, I believe a large population of them, they are um, business owners or yeah. young entrepreneurs that are you know, starting off their own thing. It might be off the back of lockdown. It might be a bit of a side hustle you know, whilst they're working. Um, and do you know what? I think a lot of them would actually really value sort of the, the work that you're providing and also your advice and that kind of thing. So what can people expect if they were you know, thinking to reach out to your team or might be a bit of a cross crossroad and thinking, do you know what? I do need that advice. I don't have someone to to speak to at the moment. I've listened to this episode and do you know what? This, I need to take a, a proactive step to actually help myself. So what can they expect from, from the service? Yeah. So at the moment we are busy putting together mentorships. So an, pretty much an unpaid mentorship where somebody um, can get help from another person um, who is a professional in their sort of category of work. So we are, are busy doing that. We have um, focus groups coming up where people can come with their sort of uh, business questions that they have or that a, a hurdle that they're trying to overcome. And we have professionals that are coming on those focus groups where they'll get a 15-minute segment to ask um, those questions and get um, constructive feedback that they can tangibly go and do something about it. Um, and then the big thing that we have is obviously the Young Entrepreneurs of England platform and becoming an actual member. Um, and with that, it's pretty much like a, a mini website for your business, a virtual store. Um, there, you know, you get to put all your business details. You're able to create events. You have a booking system. Um, you can add your, if you're a, a baker or a chef or a restaurant, you can add all your menus. Um, there's lead forms. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, there's all sorts of things on there um, that you're able to do that pretty much a website would do, but it takes away that cost of a website um, for the platinum plan. It's only 30 pounds for the year, which is, I think it's two pound 50 per month. We have at the moment close on about five and a half thousand active monthly visitors that come to the site and search our website. So it's growing Um you know, by the month or week, you could say. Um, mm. So we expect it to be hopefully in the tens of thousands this time next year with people coming to the website, actually booking and working with young entrepreneurs. So definitely recommend people becoming members. Um, we, we, all that we're doing is driving traffic to the website to get people noticed, to give them um, a platform to be seen on a larger scale. Uh, it's incredible. No, it sounds like there's so much going on and obviously a lot of materials as well that can make 
good use of. So no, that sounds great. And I feel like sometimes it all it kind of takes as well is hearing other people's story. And you've got so many success stories from, from you know clients that you've you've spoken with and sat down with and supported along their journeys. And sometimes it's just quite nice to hear someone else's journey through a similar path. And obviously your journeys aren't going to be exactly the same, but just understanding the challenges that they face, you know, hints and tips of how they over, how, overcame some of the, the the issues, you know, I think that also helps. So it sounds like an amazing platform. No, thank you. I mean, just a sort of, I guess you could say a parting piece of advice is success doesn't always necessarily need to be monetary. Um, I think a lot of people put a, a value on a, a goal of having lots of money where, of course, that's amazing. We all want that. We all want to have loads of money to do all the things we want. But in terms of starting out, you've got to look at success in smaller portions and smaller segments. Because if you've got this massive goal of, I want to be rich, you're going to let yourself down r- real quick. You know, you've got to, you know, take the smaller segments of success and see them as great, big, grand things. And where can our listeners find you then? Sort of, uh, as we mentioned, your website and various social media links. But would you like to just drop them in, in there? Yeah. So we are on Instagram, which is Yo England, um, just straightforward Y E O England. Um, and then we are on Facebook, search Young Entrepreneurs of England. Um, we are on LinkedIn if they want to connect there. Um, same Young Entrepreneurs of England. And then our website is uh, Yo England, Y E O England dot com. Perfect. So, guys, make sure to go over um, and show um, the Young Entrepreneurs of England some love. I believe you're very close to hitting 10,000 followers on Instagram, which is a huge (laughs) achievement. Get you that that swipe up link, which is key. But no, yeah, make sure to go go and um, support the pages. um, And and, yeah, and, and hopefully our listeners can get some benefit out of it as well. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. And Laura, thank you. Yeah, just thank you so much for, for chatting with us today. It's been a great episode. You dropped some absolute, absolute great tips, great advice. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great to chat with you. Perfect. Well, guys, that, that, that brings an end to another episode. Um, as I said, check out Laura um, with all our social media pages and the website. And also make sure to follow the First Quarter Club uh, on Instagram. We are also trying to get to 2,000 followers. It's been a, a massive goal of ours for me and Hannah to help us out, share the page, like. Um, and yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at The First Quarter Club. See you next week. <laughs>